What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins That Podcast. I'm Daniel Oyafusi. I'm David Neal. Is David Neal back after sabbatical, break, vacation, whatever you want to call it. You're um, cheating on me. That's what it is. Oh, nah. I would never do. I would never do. I just, he's breathing these people my one New York and like, shh, all right. You are my one and only true podcast host. I can never talk Dolphins in depth, truly in depth without anybody but David J. Neal. And he is back as we get ready for the start of training camp. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment as well, subscribe to the Miami Herald. Now, as I said before, the day has come, the week has come, the moment has come. Your Miami Dolphins have reported to the Baptist Health Training Complex in Miami Gardens for the start of training camp. Last Tuesday, rookies arrived at the team facility. Uh, this Tuesday, veterans, the OGs, uh, got to the training facility. Uh, we spoke to a couple of those veterans, Raheem Mostert, Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey, ahead of the Dolphins. First full-team practice on a Wednesday Uh 89 players, I was going to say 90, but it's 89 players getting ready uh, to go to work. Some of them, though, uh, sidelined from practice, still working back from injuries, having some issues and complications. We're going to get into all of that because we got a lot to discuss. Um, A lot of news coming out of Miami Gardens on Tuesday, um, as well as, you know, just overall uh, doing an over overlook preview of training camp. But I want to start with some kind of breaking news, uh, some new developments that came out of uh, Miami Gardens, as I said on Tuesday, veterans reporting. Um, the Dolphins made a series of roster moves, uh, most notably placing Teron Armstead, starting left tackle Teron Armstead on the active slash physically unable to perform list. Long story short, he will not be on the practice field to start training camp on Wednesday. Now, if you have been keeping up to date with the Dolphins over the offseason, over the offseason, offseason workouts, um, you know that he was not participating in OTA's mandatory minicamp as he kind of recovered from what was a injury plagued season. He still played 13 games, um, but he had everything. Toe, hip, peck, knee. He was dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, team is being very cautious with a 32-year-old vet. Um Daniel last month said that he, you know, had a really good offseason and that he uh, expected that he'd be at training camp at some point. Um, I will note on a recent podcast interview uh, with New Orleans football podcast, Armstead did say that he did not have offseason surgery on his foot. But he said he tore it up and it was a pretty significant injury. Um, he did tell reporters earlier in J- January that uh, at least one doctor advised him to get season-ending surgery. He opted not to do it. He played through the injury. And he said that if he did get the surgery, it would have been 10 months of rehab and recovery. Um, so not on a 10-month recovery timeline, but he won't be on the field to start training camp. Uh, David, we're going to kick it off with you because, you know, we ain't been here for a month. Uh, is this a big deal or is this no deal? <laughs> the wrong arms I, I, I've been here. I just haven't been here. Um, That's true. <laughs> I haven't even left the state, man. Uh, I, I, I don't think we'll know how big a deal this is until we it, – it's – this is gonna so sound it's a big deal. Until until we know it's a big until we know it's a big deal. Right. Yeah. Until we see there's how much time he actually misses while being on the pup list. Yeah. Um and if they start to sign and look into signing uh some, some other offensive linemen yeah. to either take the place or to 
provide some more depth because that was that was the hit with uh, uh, Byron Jones Byron last Jones. year when uh, when they start they're like no 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 everything's okay everything's okay uh, we're signing this cornerback and we're looking at this cornerback Kenzie Alexander and that's what and trying guys out yeah right it's like that's like when you tell you no 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 everything's okay never mind them sixteen new phone numbers I got in my phone you know um, so. That's when we're going to know what, how big a deal this is. The prime thing for this guy at this point in his career is to, I mean, at any point in your career is to get fully healthy. But at this point in his career, he probably needs training camp less than, you know, most guys or maybe almost anybody else in that rock, in that, in that room. So for him to be healthy uh, and ready to go, by game one is obviously the big goal, the big picture goal. And if he needs to be on the pup list or he needs to sit out training camp uh, for that, or sit, sit out however many weeks the training camp, you know, if I'm the Dolphins, I say, oh, yeah, yeah, do what you need to do. Let's, yeah. let's do what we need to do. Um, this, they're not at a point. I, I don't think this, this is not a team that's, you know, sitting either. They're not, He's not in a position battle. Um, so, yeah, I, it's one of those, we're not going to know it's a big deal until you can see, everybody in the world, everybody's mama can see it's a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a foreign development for the Dolphins, at least, you know, last year he didn't do much. I know, I think he was coming off of a shoulder injury or something. He's coming off of some injury uh, last year when they signed him, and he really didn't do much in OTAs. He didn't do much in minicamp. Um, I believe he did a little bit of stuff in training camp, but I, I, I didn't see him, I don't think, at all in the preseason. Um, prior to this development, I didn't expect to see him much. In the preseason, he seemed like one of those guys who was going to get a lot of kind of vet days. He was going to get a lot of, you know, limited snaps. And maybe he does some stuff in the joint practices. They have, you know, they have two sets of joint practices with the uh, with the Texans and the Falcons. So I think that that's, that's kind of an opportunity. That's his preseason, so to speak. I'm, I'm not sure if he'll do that now. Um, but it's not foreign to the Dolphins. Um, and again, I mean, they had like a, a veteran maintenance program with him and a couple other guys last year where they didn't yeah. practice during the week and they just got to Sunday. And if he was healthy and he got to Sunday more times than not, he was playing well. So that's obviously the, um, the, the core thing here. Um, and, and, and again, it's not, obviously it's important to have a key player, any, any starter in whether it's offense, defense, whatever it's key, it's key to have them um, practicing for training camp. Cause that's, that's what training camp is for to kind of work on the, the cogs, the kinks or whatever. Um, but if there's any guy again, that can kind of go through training camp without much practice time and then be fine. It, it, it's him, you know, um, you know, we've, again, we've seen him perform. Um, and, and I think that it not, I want to say a blessing in disguise because you never want to see a guy who's not able to, be on the practice field, be on the practice field. Um, but they have a lot of other veteran options. They have a lot of backup options who, you know, they might need during the season because just because of his injury history. Toronto Armstead hasn't played an entire season in his career. That's something that's kind of bothered him. He said he wants to do that. Um, but history suggests that, you know, he might miss at least one game, two games, maybe three games. Uh, he missed four games last year. Um, and, you know, I wrote about it a couple of weeks back, but the the drop off in production when he was out of the lineup was just staggering. Like the backup options that they had just weren't 
I mean, they weren't starting caliber and, you know, they might not have been backup caliber, you know, second string caliber guys. Um, so, you know, they have Kendall Lamb, who they signed uh, late last year. He started one game and he got hurt. Um, you know, they've got a couple other young guys. They signed some veterans as well. Isaiah Wynn, who's also on the uh, the pup list now, which isn't really all that great. Um, Cedric O'Boyhe, who, you know, was um, with the Jets and some other teams, and he's signed as well. I mean, they've got a couple guys who they need to see. Like, like they have, for the most part, I think that the five guys that started last year are going to end up starting this year. I think Eichenberg is going to get uh, the starting lift guard spot in due time. I think Austin Jackson is going to be the starting right tackle in week one. So, so for the most part, you have the starting lineup, but this was a lot, this was a team that used nine different starting offensive combinations. So you need to have some reliable backup. So if anything, if you can get anything out of this training camp without Toronto Armstead, and I don't even know when he's going to practice, if he does practice during uh, training camp, but if anything, you can get some potential backup options, get a deep, deep look at them against, you know, some guys who would normally be the twos. You get, get them some reps against the ones. And then maybe it helps you make a decision on, you know, who is your, your sixth offensive lineman, your seventh offensive lineman, your eighth, your ninth offensive, maybe your 10th offensive lineman. Um, so, I mean, I think that there, it's not a, I don't want to say it's like bad news because again, you know, he's coming off of an injury that he said should have required surgery and a 10 month recovery. Um, I expect the team to be cautious with him, but if there's any kind of positivity to glean out of this, you know, maybe they get a look at some guys, who are going to be kind of parts of that rotation uh, in 2023. And, you know, and maybe they'll know, get a better idea of, hey, if Toronto goes down, you know, this is our drop-off. Yeah. And also address it there. If the drop-off still seems steep, you know, maybe try to address that before the season starts. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't. I don't think you scream. Scream. It's it's news. It's notable, but I don't think you you know rend any garments about it now. I will say, well, I mean, this goes without saying, but kind of similar to the Byron Jones situation. You know, if he's like, I don't want to put like a timeline, like, oh, if he's not back on the field at this time, you know, you, you start to worry. But obviously, like the key thing is the key. I think the key date is like when you get to the fifty-three man. Like, let's say he goes through an entire month of training camp. He's on the pup list. If you get to the 53-man roster cut down and then he gets moved from the active pup list to the reserve pup list, that's when you start to worry because that sidelines you for the first four games of the regular season. That's what we saw with Byron Jones. Um, so, I mean, truth be told, Toronto could probably suit up. He could probably get like two weeks of practice time in, you know, the, the week before, uh, you know, I guess the week before week one. And then you kind of like that, that week zero, that dead period after the roster cut down, he could probably get those two pack, those two weeks of practice in and be good to go. Obviously it's like, if you, if you get to when you, Oh, you got to move him to the reserve uh, pup list. And then he's, you know, he's out for a month. That's when you really start to worry. Um, exactly. That's, that's when, that's when we all know go, well, now, now it's a problem and yeah, we yeah. all know it's a problem then. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not a big deal until we all know it's a big deal. So yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also something that I, honestly, this, this seems, this is like the classic, like early training camp thing. Let's, you know, everyone was freaking out on Twitter as soon as you saw the news. Right, right. We kicked this around for how many minutes now? And it, because we can, why? Because training camp starts tomorrow. And we, yeah. we don't have a workout to look at yet. We don't have a workout. To talk, we don't have anything else to talk about. So, you know, there we are. We, we've, we've killed a little bit of time. We've analyzed this. Now, uh, 
What do we got next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, Armstead, one of uh, four guys who are going to start training camp on the pup list, as well as uh, Isaiah Wynn, tight end Tanner Connor, and Nick Needham, who the team placed um, on uh, the pup list late last week. He's still coming back from a torn Achilles. Um, just notable, some guys who aren't on the pup list, Sher Williams, Brandon Jones, um, two defensive backs who dealt with uh, ACL injuries last year. So that's a good sign. Um, it looks like they're going to be um, at that first team practice on Wednesday. All right, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back on the other side of things, we're going to talk on the field training camp preview, uh, position battles, what to watch out for, what we're most comfortable in, and what maybe we got a little queasy and uneasiness with. Uh, stay locked with us, and we'll be back soon. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins of That Podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. Now, in the first half, we broke down the latest news uh, from my Miami Gardens as Dolphins veterans were reporting for the start of training camp on Wednesday. Teron Armstead, as well as a few other players, placed on the pup list. We're going to switch gears, look at the team on the field as uh, the several dozen players get ready for a month-long prep for the 2023 season. Uh on paper, it's a very talented roster, one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. Um, but there's still a lot of spots to be earned up for grabs, um, some rotational um, spots that, you know, a lot of bubble players will be competing for. Um, I got to say, I've been writing it for a while, and you can also look on the Miami Hill website um, to look at my uh, my roster projection, training camp battles, storylines, all that good stuff. Um, I've been saying it for a while, and I think that you you probably agree with me. The most important uh, training camp battle is not for a starting spot. It it it's you know the number two number two quarterback position. Um, there's going to be a competition between Skylar Thompson, Mike White. Um, truthfully, I'm more kind of intrigued in that than I actually am like to his play. Because I think last year there was the there was obviously all the eyes, all the attention, all the focus all the focus was on Tua for various and you know reasonable reasons. You know, um there were a lot of questions about whether he can be an NFL starter this time last year. How is he going to look with Mike McDaniel? How is he going to look with Tyreek? Can he stay healthy? Um I think probably like 95 of those percent of those questions have been answered after 2022. Um, You know, we had a breakout season, um, the leading vote getter in the Pro Bowl. Um, He just recently today was, you know, voted a top 100 player by his peers. So, you know, good for Tua. I think that he's really starting to get that respect and acknowledgement around the NFL. But obviously the question now is, can he stay healthy? And you know, I was at an event with him and Gatorade, um, you know, uh, a week ago, and he acknowledged that as well. Like that's the big question. He's like, God will, and I can stay healthy. And we all know everything that he's been doing uh, this off season with uh, jujitsu and you know potentially wearing a new helmet and whatnot. Um, but obviously, again, kind of what Toron Armstead, the track record is, you know, a player that you know, tends to get nicked up and miss games. Um, and the Dolphins, you know, went so far as to not resign Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater to sign Mike White, say there's going to be a competition. Um, so I almost go into this training camp thinking, like, I kind of know what to expect from Tua. You know, he's going to be accurate. He's going to be poised. He's going to protect the ball. Um, you know, he's going to be comfortable in the system that, you know, he looked very, very comfortable uh, for much of last season. Um, but that number two spot is one that really intrigues me. Um, because Skyler, honestly, by most metrics, you know, I've been reading a lot of stuff from, you know, PFF and um various sites and and truthfully by most metrics Skyler may have been you know performed like one of like the worst quarterbacks in the NFL like that's no 
it's no slight against him, but just the numbers, the raw numbers and the deeper numbers suggest, and my eyes tell me, you know, he's struggling. And it, it's it's not that, you know, I mean, I, I almost say like, what did you expect from a seventh round rookie, a third, you know, a third string rookie who was kind of pressed into action um, a lot of times without any playing time or practice reps. Um, you do have to kind of ask like, what did you expect? Um, but, you know, the Dolphins coaching staff, you know, they, I guess they they saw enough from him as a rookie who's kind of pushed into some uncomfortable situations to say, okay, he's going to compete for this for the spot instead of, you know, just bringing in Mike White and anointing him the starter. Because obviously when they brought Teddy in, Teddy was the clear-cut backup. But it's a yep. little different now. Um, surprising, I don't want to say surprisingly, uh, but maybe to the surprise of some people, um, Scarlett looked – I think Scarlett looked better than Mike White. In uh, OTAs, I know you weren't out there, um, but I thought it was pretty comfortable, you know. In the whatever, you know, I know you, I know you don't think much of spring workouts, training camp workouts, but from the little <laughs> was, somebody gets hit, <laughs> but from the little I was able to deduce, deduce, I think that you know he looked a little more comfortable. Um, so it's interesting, you know. The question is, you know, do they keep? Well, the question, the first question is, who backs up to him? And I think that if I'm the Dolphins. If I'm the Dolphins, I put Tua out in the preseason for like one series, second preseason game, one series with the starting offensive line, starting offense, one series outside. And then outside of that, I want to see Skyler. I want to see Mike White run the offense. I want to see who looks better and really feel comfortable with the number two option. Um, Also interesting is whether they actually keep both all three quarterbacks on the 53 man roster. I know the NFL made some rule changes. I'm um, kind of because of the 49ers playoff game with the Eagles uh, in this past season. Um, so now you can keep, as long as you keep three quarterbacks on the roster, you can make all three active on game day without using a roster spot for the third guy. Um, so, you know, if you need an, if you have an emergency situation, you can call on the third guy. Um, so that lends me to believe that they're going to keep a third quarterback on the roster. I think they should anyway, just because of everything we saw last year. Um, but what are your thoughts on this backup spots? What do you do you want to see Tua in the preseason? Do you just want to see the backups? What What are your thoughts on that? Um, I do want to see Tua in the preseason. I want it. And how I much though? Tua. How much though? I mean, I, I I don't need you know. I don't need maybe not even need a quarter. I, mean, I, mean, I think you. I think you played two series. Give, last give, year. give me two. Give me two. Give me two possessions. And if that first possession you walk you into the field and and, and they score, okay, okay take them out. Take them out. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, yeah. that's 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 all I need. Um, and as far as the backup position, I mean, this is a this is a big. De- I think this is a big deal because, it, look, the history says, and it's not just Tua history; it's increasingly NFL around the NFL. But you know, Tua is a prime example of this. He doesn't. He hasn't played played all the games yet. So yeah. you're going to need your backup quarterback for one or two games. So, and and you're going to be probably going to be in a close, you know, battle for playoff position for, you know, playoff seating. And those one or two games can, I mean, obviously last year it was, you know, it was a playoff game for Pete's sake. Um, actually, it was a game to get in the playoffs and the playoff game. Uh, so it, it's a huge, it's a huge battle. I don't think my yeah Skylar Thompson yeah he of course he was a third round or rather third quarterback he's what seventh round pick he's a rookie 
he's thrown into that situation. No, he's not going to look good. No, he shouldn't look good. And if he looks anything better than, you know, the 32nd best quarterback in the league, we should be shocked. You know, this you know, Tom Brady is the exception that proves the rule that proves the rule. You know, everybody else is more like, you know, Spurgeon win one of the quarterbacks taken ahead of Tom Brady. Um, and so I think, yeah, you I think that he definitely earned enough to give be given a shot at the backups spot. Mike White's. He's a guy. He's. You know, he's as mediocre as that name. I mean, he's, you know? he's had he's had his moments, and I apologize for for the for the video, for the video watchers for staring down at my phone. I, I know. We, I know. we just had some we just had some breaking news. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's not okay. Dolphins. It's not Dolphins related. <laughs> Give it to us, baby. Chargers and star quarterback. This is per ESPN and NFL Network. Uh, Chargers and Justin Herbert have agreed to terms on a blockbuster five year extension worth two hundred sixty two point five million dollars. So I'm sorry. I just. I just caught my eye. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I'm sure that caught two of his eye too. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> that could that could be two in a year. Things go right, <laughs> but, but go on. Um, my point. Yeah, a lot of eyes, but yeah, I, I just I think I mean, right, Mike White. If 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 Mike White was, you know, if Mike White was worthy of a just being given the backup spot, he wouldn't be with the Dolphins. And so he wouldn't have been available to the Dolphins. So, uh, yeah, I want to see who backs up to it because it's going to it look that's probably going to history says that's going to come into play. And that could be, you know, an extra one or two wins or one or two losses that dictate playoff spot, playoff either in the playoffs, maybe or division win, not division win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh I want, I definitely want to see that. And I definitely want to see both guys uh, handling the first team offense. I want to see both guys handling the first team offense against first team defense first, as much yeah. as you can, much as you can. Um, so yeah, get, get to an end, get him out. I think, and unless to us, unless his training camp workouts really are off. Yeah, and you think, yeah. Okay. He needs, he needs game time to really get sharp again. Uh, you know, it sometimes things change from year to year. Um, but yeah, it, it was a very, it, it was he a looks very, fine in training camp. They just let him, let him, let him go. I mean, yeah. that's exactly how McDaniel went about it last year. I mean, there was a, again, he didn't, again, I, I don't think he appeared in the first two. He may not have appeared in the first two. I got, I got to, I remember correctly. Um, let me, I mean, uh, either way, because I know that that was a question leading up to um, the preseason. The second pre or the preseason game against the Eagles, um, it was you know is Tua gonna is is Tua gonna play? Um, and and you know I know even before the Tampa Bay opener, uh, McDaniel was pretty much like if he looks good in, it's, it's kind of gonna be based off of how he looks in joint practices. And again, um, there's a reason McDaniel has organized two sets of those joint practices because he thinks that they're very very beneficial to getting the players prepped. So again, I, I think that there's a very strong chance that we see him do a lot of work in the joint practices and then maybe not uh do much in the preseason, maybe a series, but you know, anything more than two series, I, I'd be surprised if we see that. So obviously that number two uh spot competition is going to be in a focus for sure. Um there's some other um position battles as well that I've written about that you can just check up on the Miami Herald website. Uh, number three wide receiver, you got a lot of guys trying to replace 
Mike Gusecki, Trent Sherfield. Um, you know, they have a lot of veteran wide receivers, you know, whether it's, you know, Robbie Chosen, formerly Robbie, I.E., Y. Anderson, Chosen Anderson, uh, Braxton Burials, who's probably going to be the top return specialist, Eric Azucama, the second-year player, uh, and Cedric Wilson Jr., um, who is – been who was kind of the subject of some trade talks early in the offseason, but he's still with the team. Um, starting safety. Um, I was talking about uh Brandon Jones coming off the pup list. Um, you know, we're gonna have to see how he's looking a uh, one year removed from that. Um, Deshaun Elliott, they signed him from the Detroit Lions. Um, that's a starting spot next to Javon Holland. Um, that's gonna be pretty key as well. But outside of that, I mean, most of these spots are pretty uh pretty secured now. One position that could experience a shakeup, uh, we don't know that yet, but it's been a lot of smoke and a lot of speculation, is the running back position. Uh, now, the Dolphins have been linked to Dalvin Cook for what? I mean, at this point, it's several months um, since the offseason. They had trade talks uh, with the Vikings um, You know, about a deal before he was released in June. Um, there's been mutual interest, but no deal signed and no deal signed with any team um, on the eve of, you know, the majority of the NFL opening up training camp, Dalvin Cook, four-time pro bowler, Miami native, former Miami Central High uh, star, is still a free agent. Um, he's done multiple interviews where he said he's taking his time. He's not in a rush. Um, and the Dolphins were, a couple of players were asked about that uh, on Tuesday on report day. Uh, first asked Jalen Ramsey, how he'd feel adding his former Florida State teammate. Um, you know, he he threw some eye emojis under some social media uh, posts, throwing up the 305, saying, hey, whoa, hey, what are we doing here? Um, he took a little, Ramsey took a little more diplomatic approach. Said he said, he'd love, I'd love to have Cook here. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm more focused on the guys we have in the building. Raheem Mostert, who led the team in rushing last year, was asked about the possibility of adding Cook as well. He said, uh, you know, it's obvious obvious value and a bonus when you add a running back of this caliber. I mean, obviously when you add a guy like that, um, we're all just trying to get better. So we're all going to work together um, to do that. Very diplomatic answer, especially for a guy who, you know, plays the same position. Um, <laughs> it's been some time. I, I honestly don't recall if we discussed it personally. I know I gave my thoughts on it, um, but I, I, think, I think often, we did near the end of the season because it was pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah toward the end of the offseason workout program. Cause I know, I know he was released. He was released on the final day of minicamp, I believe. Um, but if you're the Dolphins, do you sign Dalvin Cook? And if so, how much does it cost? Because it's clear that he hasn't got the deal that he wants at this point. That, that that's If anything, that's clear. Because if he got the deal he wanted, he would have been signed by now. Um, it's right. been a very, very weird and kind of unforgiving offseason for running back. Saquon Barkley just signed a one-year deal with the Giants. That's essentially what the franchise tag is, plus some incentives. Josh Jacobs of the Raiders didn't report. Um, there was a recent Zoom call with some top running backs where they spoke about their frustration with the market for running backs. Um, you know, I wrote about this as well on the Herald website. You know, about 10 years ago, the franchise tag for running backs was like $8 million. And the franchise tag, I mean, the uh, excuse me, the um, salary cap is like almost doubled. And now the franchise tag number for running backs is $10.1 million. Um, for quarterbacks, it's two, three times what it used to be 10 years ago. Um, so the market and the, you know, the money given to the running back position isn't lining up with the increase in, in the salary cap. Um, obviously, more front office, more front offices are 
being run by analytically mind figures. Um, there's a lot of information out there that suggests that there's kind of a depreciating value of running backs on the second contract. I'm not one of those, you don't play, you don't pay running back guys ever. I'm just of the mindset. Um, and I've said, especially with Dalvin Cook, that it feels like more of a luxury for the Dolphins right now, as opposed to being a player that you need. I'm I'm not saying it's not going to be a focal point of the offense, but in terms of what the offense is trying to do in terms of passing the ball, um, I think it's more of a luxury. And I, we've said it multiple times. I think that there is still some untapped and some, some something left for this current iteration of the Dolphins running back room with most with Jeff Wilson Jr. With adding Devon a chain, um, it feels like almost too many mouths to feed. And a lot of people are saying, well, if Cook is there, he's your number one guy. But for me, the question is, <clears throat> excuse me, relative to what you're paying him, are you going to be getting that much value? He, he to, to me, uh, you said it's a luxury by the, in the, in the, the up, I mean, he's Dalvin Cook is no question. He is an upgrade in, you know, in this offense to oh, just as a just as a running back over uh, Raheem Mostert and uh, Wilson and um, but it's sort of like a high end. I want to get real old school here. It's like a high end turntable. Um, okay. yeah. that's, that's not too. That's not too old for me. That's not too old. They, for they me. Uh, you know, they, I know they're selling vinyl. Vinyl again. It's it's some. It um, but it's like a real high end turntable. Yeah, the sound is is definitely better than you know your JC Penny stereo or your even your you know I forget one of those stereo companies we used to buy your Kenwood stereo your turntable. But those really high-end turntables, you paid a lot more for it, you know, for, you paid, you know, 300% more for it for 50% better sound. So, and to some, a lot of people, that 50% was important. So they were going to pay that 300%. I don't, I don't know that you do that um, in this case. And, um yeah, it's yeah. I I don't know that you can make it work. Not and with what he wants, because I mean, and, keep in mind he was supposed to get about ten million dollars, so he's guaranteed two. If <clears throat> he doesn't play for anybody this year, he's guaranteed two million dollars from the Vikings. If he's and he was initially due a ten million dollar total base salary for this season before he was cut. So all indications are that he wants something close to that. He wants something close to that ten million dollar mark. Um, you know, maybe a couple hundred million short. The Dolphins have about thirteen or so million dollars in cap space, um, but they also have you know a couple other guys who you know they're in contract negotiations with for extensions. Um, I will note that you know they do have a kind of precarious salary mm-hmm. cap situation next year where they're already over the cap. So I mean, there's other things they can do with it. Now they can add some depth that you know whether it's inside linebacker or defensive line. Um, they can do that. They can use some of that money, <clears throat> excuse me, to kind of settle, handle some of these contracts. So you got Connor Williams, Christian Wilkins, other guys. Um, or, you know, you can just take it into the next year, the next season, which I don't think would be a bad idea considering they're going to need all the money they can get. 
But you have some people who are on the other side and they're saying, hey, the Dolphins have been in this all-in approach for, you know, the past year plus. Um, they're saying, you know, you've shown no hesitation to get Tyreek and spend big money to get Tyreek, Bradley Chubb, Teron Armstead. Why not do it for Dalvin Cook? I understand that. I'm just saying that it's kind of a matter of principle. You know, if, if I'm looking at the perspective of the Dolphins, it's a matter of principle. You know, we think, and, and McDaniel kind of spoke to this before the end of minicamp where he said everything is kind of dependent on the player, the position, the situation, and you kind of come to a general number. It's not saying like, oh, we don't want to pay running backs. Depends on player, the position, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, it's, it's not, you know, right. it's not one size right. fits all. Right. Everything is not equal. Everything is, everything is not equal. Um, it, it's not, yeah, this, this, this isn't, you know, you're not dealing with a bunch of, you know, you're not dealing with uh, raising six kids or giving six kids birthday presents or, you know, or anything like that. This is, you know, different positions have different values. Different positions need different things. And, you know, uh, I don't know. I think I think it's tough to give, to go all in with what doubt, with everything that he wants right now. And now, maybe if the season starts, I mean, he's still do $2 million, so he's not starving. So uh, maybe if the season starts and he's not on a roster, then maybe his – his want to price tag comes down yeah, and um, you know, sort of like tickets to a game and you know, then we'll see, then we'll see. Uh, but uh, I, I just, I, and you're right. Also, this is a, this is not an offense. This is an offense that can run the ball that needs to run the ball or, but does not need to be based around running the ball. Correct. And, and that's a, that's another that's another thing that I've that I've been asking a lot of people who are and I'm not I'm not anti Dalvin Cook signing like if they if they if they add him perfect but I'm saying that at maybe the price point that he wants are you getting right. the commensurate value and I ask especially if you give him a deal that's very close to what he was set to make with the Vikings my question is how many touches do you have to justify how many touches do you have to give him to justify that salary. And at what point do those touches kind of work inversely and inhibit the offense? Because I don't think that I think the Dolphins need to run more, but not significantly more. Like they don't need to be based on running. So right. if, you, if you just take all like the most touches, but you're paying him like a number one top flight running back, you know, Moster didn't get, you know, number one run. I mean, he was getting like 15, 16 carries a game or so. Right. But, but then, okay. Now, and now we can play the flip side argument where, okay, but if it's Dalvin Cook getting those 15, 16 carries, how much game, better? How much better the, are they the, 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 you know, the number touches it that number of touches that might matter? One, when you touch the Lombardi trophy. That's, that's, that's the big it, question. And then it's, and then maybe it's not worth it. Cause my thing so, is, my thing is, does he make you that much? Like if you give him, Right, Moster's carries or Wilson's carries or a slice of that. Does he make you marginally better at that and at that price point? That's the question. Right. That well, that's what I'm saying. Is is it you know? Does he make you? Is the improvement on the sound, you know, worth that pr- price? And because he's not going to make you that much better. Yeah. Than than most. He just he's 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 not. He's he'll definitely make you better, but he's not going to make you, you know that much better it's but is it that enough better that it really matters 
And that's the question. I don't know that he does. Um, yeah, I just uh, don't. I just I don't know. I tend to again. I tend to think that there is a there is another level to reach with this current group. Right. Um, and and also, you know, I mean, he's been playing football his whole life. He can pick up an offense. I mean, um, he he said this offense is a perfect fit for him. So it's like. Right. This could this could drag on a bit, especially as we get into training camp. We've already had one injury with the Bills. You tend to see some of these, you know, soft tissue injuries, and you know, sometimes more serious injuries pop up. So again, I mean, he can take his yeah. time, and he can, this could be this could be a multi week thing where we're still kind of saying, hey, is there a chance that they bring him in for sure? Yeah, like 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 we said, you know, he's not starving. He's you know, I'm sure he wants to make more money, but you know. Um, he doesn't want to work for, you know, he doesn't want to work for scale. So understandable. Uh, you know, man, you know, good for him. Make get your money while you get your money while you can. You know, as Hank Aaron told Tom Ramsey, sign a USFL, always get the money. <laughs> get the money, because they don't care about you. <laughs> so, you know, more power to him for trying to get the money. I don't know that I give it to him. But, you know, maybe there's some minds in that front office who think, yeah, if he's at running back and we got what we got going on the outside. Yeah, it could it could be something like there's Yeah, there's, yeah. there's no there's no doubt that he becomes the most talented, best running back on this uh, on this team. And, and, and we've seen what, what this guy can do. I mean, he that game with the that the Dolphins Vikings game last year, he is basically broken open. Yeah. You know, the Vikings had nothing going on offense. And then he, he just, pops, you know, pops a big one, goes the distance. And that's that's that. Um, So. I mean, it, it, like I said, yeah, you can talk yourself into it and it doesn't seem like a bad deal. And I don't know that it is a bad deal if you try it anyway, but it yeah, it's that's a little hard. It's a little hard, I, th- I think. And I think it, there's, I, I agree with you. There's still, let's see what this running back room still has. I, can they give you enough that it it does the same thing for the offense? Creates a creates a running a running threat that can get four or five six yards a pop, and then you have to deal with that. You have to adjust to that, and when if you have to adjust to that, that leaves you real vulnerable to, you know, these roadrunners on the outside making everybody else look like the coyote back there. And so, you know, so I, I can Mostert and Wilson do that? Yeah, possibly. In the, and, um, you know, the rookie added on. Yeah. They got they got speed everywhere. And that's, you know, that's what teams, that's what teams fear is you know, getting hit for the big, big one. Um, and can't, I think, you know, they've got the running backs who can run a four-minute offense, maybe. But that, and that's also another thing that Dalvin Cook definitely gives you is he can he can be that back, and you know, you need to do a four-minute offense and wind down the clock. He's definitely a guy. So, yeah, yeah he's a stone you, you can talk yourself into it, but uh, I don't know about that. 
Yeah, I mean, he's still just 27. I think he'll turn 28 before the season starts. He's still, yeah. I mean, he was voted, you know, by ES, ESPN poll, one of the, you know, top 10 running backs in the NFL, just recently voted a top 100 player. Um, You know, the, he's definitely still a top player. At his Most voted. Anybody who watches daggone football with any sense could tell you he won the top 10 running backs in the NFL. That, that too. That too. So, that yeah. So, again, there's still a lot of time. Uh, in between now and week one, when the games really matter, a lot of developments can and will take place, and we'll definitely be monitoring that situation uh, at the Miami Herald. All right, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in that podcast, your training camp, 2023 training camp preview. Um, thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Um, a reminder, as always, subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment. Um, we will have subscribe a- Subscribe to the Miami Herald. Subscribe to the Miami Herald as well. Get, get Daniel's stories free. Get get my get my stories. You know, you get to hear about doctors who make wrong site surgeries, operating on the wrong parts of people. And you get to read Daniel on the Dolphins. You get to read about Messi. You get to read about everything for everything. a low, low price for what you for all the smorgasbord that is before you. Smorgasbord that is before you. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna have a full team out. At the Baptist Health Training Complex uh, for the Dolphins' first full team practice, um, as we look to a what should be a very very fun and compelling 2020 season, um, we're gonna have comments from McDaniel, comments from Tua, a recap of practice, all that and more. Um, so definitely stay tuned to the Miami Herald website, uh, and we'll be back next week to recap the first week of training camp practice. Uh, but until then, you guys take care. See you.